Hello and welcome to the Activate Podcast. My name is Jill Pelkey. And if you'd like to hear more episodes of the Activate Podcast, you can search for them on iTunes or on soundcloud.com and search Activate Jillian Pelkey. And there is um, about 45 episodes or so that you can choose from and check out some of the other things that uh, I've talked about over the past year. Today, we're going to pray and get right into what the Lord has for us today, and I'm excited uh, just to be in the presence of God, excited to be exploring the Word of God, and let's pray and let's get right into it. God, we come before you so humbled because, God, we realize that you're beyond our understanding. God, you're bigger than we can comprehend. And you step down into time and into our lives, and you commune with us. You spend time with us. And Lord, we're just humbled that you would be with us today. We're humbled that you would reveal yourself to us. We're humans and you're God, and yet you're Emmanuel God with us. And Lord, I pray today that our minds would be open to hear from you, that our hearts would be open, that you would fill up our very soul. You would fill us up with who you are. Help us to continually transform to be more like Jesus. Help our minds to continually transform. Jesus, we love you, and we are so thankful. We are so grateful for all you've given us and all you're doing for us, even at this very moment, for the breath in our lungs and the safety that we have and all the things that you've lavished on us. God, we are thankful. Be with us now, we pray, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Sometimes we get so comfortable in our lives that we can't even see our limitations. We can't see uh, what we actually have. It's when we step outside of ourselves, when we step outside of our normal, we can begin to see our limitations, really. Uh, We can see that our view of the world or our view of life was smaller than it could be. And we can all grow in so many ways. There's so many things that we can see and experience. And a lot of times for for Christians, that's missions trips overseas where you go to a new place and your eyes are open. You have a new understanding of, of people groups. You have a new understanding of how other people live. And I've been fortunate to travel in my life to Ireland, Japan, Africa, uh, Washington State, um, down south. Like I've been a lot of different places, Mexico, um, and seeing the way that different people live. We've lived um, in different parts of New York State, in different churches, in different communities, and yet I have such a small, narrow view of the world. Uh, For Christmas, one of my gifts was a globe. I've always wanted my own globe to sit on my desk, and I don't really currently have a desk um, at home, but I do have a globe. So (laughs) this globe, I began to look at this globe, and um, I have it here, and there's some countries on here. Kazakhstan. Uh, Kazakhstan is really big. It's as big as like half of America. And I never really heard of that before. Um, some that maybe you've heard of before. I know I've heard of Uzbekistan, uh, Turkmenistan. Um, has anyone here ever met someone from the island of Borneo? Borneo? Anyone? Borneo? No, we don't even know those people. We don't even know whole countries of people. We have no idea really how, what life is like in Laos. We have no idea what life is really like in Mongolia. How many people know people from Mongolia? 
that's a huge country, and yet I don't really know much about life there, about how they worship God there, about what God is doing and how he's moving in Iran or Saudi Arabia. How is God moving right now in Yemen? What's happening in Tanzania or Madagascar? How is God touching the people of Angola? We don't really know these things on the daily basis. I'm sure we could research and look them up, um, and I'm sure we could find contacts or figure it out. But the point is that God is so much bigger than us and so much more diverse than us. And when we realize our limitations, our limitations are um, our human limitations, that we are confined by what we know around us, what we see, what we've lived, who our parents are who our children are, what our school system is like. We are confined into this view of the world that we have because we're born where we're born. It's not a fault of ours, but it's a reality that we are are limited in our knowledge of how God is moving around the world. We are limited in our knowledge of of how Asian believers uh, worship, of how... um, different countries in Africa worship God and how God is revealing himself. And God is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. He is the God of the Bible. And so he doesn't change, but he reveals himself to people in different ways. And the way that currently God is revealing himself to people in South America is different than he's revealing himself to people in Texas versus people uh, in in Turkey. And God is coming to people in dreams in the Islamic uh, world. And he's coming to people, coming to uh, show up at conferences in America. And, and he's moving in different ways with different people groups, right? And so we see that um, we only see so much. And we only see what's happening in our generation. I don't know the God of the 1500s, yet he is the same God. But the God God in the 1500s was doing things differently than he's doing now. Yes, he remains the same. There are things that are adamant about God that never change. His faithfulness, his love, things like that. But the way that God was moving in people like Martin Luther is different than how he's moving in my life. And God is so big and so beyond us. So the things that he chooses to reveal to us, it isn't everything. We couldn't handle everything. He reveals to us parts of of himself when we're ready to hear it, when we're open. He says, seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. There's no one that completely grasps and understands God. Sometimes we forget that he's beyond us. Many of us listening to this podcast, we live in extreme safety. We live in extreme safety. If you live in America, you live in extreme safety compared to people in South Sudan. You live in extreme safety compared to people in Iran. You live in extreme safety with doors that lock, with insurance, with um, services, with things that help you, with support, with uh, electricity that always turns on, with banks that aren't corrupt generally, with uh, cars that run or taxis if you don't have a car or a bus if you can't take a taxi or a subway if you can't take a bus. There is friends that can give you a ride. There's heat in our buildings. There's food in our refrigerators. There is uh, beds with more than one pillow and more than one blanket. There are spare rooms and attics and basements. Our lives are safe. God is bigger than we could imagine. He knows more of time and space and history and life and goodness and 
peacefulness and love. He knows more on those subjects than we could ever grasp. Our God is so big. When Moses went to meet with God on the mountain, he came back down. And you remember how the account says that his face was literally glowing. His face was literally glowing. And they put a veil on him because the people didn't want to look right at the glory of God that was permeating off of Moses. I want to take a look in 2 Corinthians, uh, probably chapters 2 through about 5. It talks about this new covenant we have that now that um, Moses, when he was in the presence of God, his face was glowing. And now we're under this new covenant. Now we're ministers, each and every single one of you that are listening, you are a minister of a new agreement with God. That now that glory that shone on Moses' face, that glory that people couldn't even look at, that glory lives inside of you. Now the veil is off and the glory of God can shine out of us like a light in the darkness. That the world is darkness, but when we enter, there is light. We change atmospheres when we walk into a room. When God is in us, we are glowing with the power of God, the God that is over every continent, the God that is over time and space, the God that knows more than I could ever get with every education or degree I could obtain. That is the God that lives inside me. And it's not me that's great. It's him that's great. And he is so far beyond me that I can't even comprehend it. And the God who understands joy, the God who understands peace lives in me and radiates out of me. How can this be? How can this be? This new covenant is because Jesus died in our place, taking away every sin. This new life is only because of Jesus. It's not because of all the great things that we've done. And now we have Jesus, the Christ. We have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. We are free from sin. And in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 3, verse 12, it says, We have this hope, so we are very brave. We have Jesus living in us, so we are very brave. Verse 13 says, We are not like Moses. He put a covering over his face so that the people of Israel would not see it. The glory was disappearing, and Moses did not want them to see it end, but their minds were closed. Even today, that same covering hides the meaning when they read the old agreement. That covering is taken away only through Christ. But even today, when they read the law of Moses, there is a covering over their minds. But when a person changes and follows the Lord, that covering is taken away. The Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Our faces then, we are are not covered. We all show the Lord's glory and we are being changed to be more like him. This change in us brings us more and brings him more and more glory. And it comes from the Lord who is the spirit. When we become Christ followers, when we deny our sins, we take up our cross and we follow Jesus. When we say, I no longer live for myself, but I live for someone who is greater than I am. I'm living for the King of Kings. I'm living for the glory to be given to God and not to be to me. And when we start to put ourselves aside and we start to take on more and more of the aspects of Jesus, then we shine for people to see. Here in, in 2 Corinthians, it says like, we're an aroma 
We are an aroma of life, a sweet incense or a special aroma of perfume. In the midst of those who are dying, we are life. In the midst of darkness, we are light. We are contrary to the darkness of this world, to the evil of this world. We are, the, we are glorifying God as we walk into a room. We are glorifying God as we meet with people, as we talk with people, as we live in the, in the country that we live in, in the town that we live in. We are ambassadors of Christ. We carry Jesus in us. How can we be so full of this glory? 2 Corinthians 4 verse 1, God with his mercy gave us this work to do so we don't give up. In the New International Version, it says, so we don't lose heart. Jesus is in us, so we don't give up. We don't lose heart. We fix our eyes on things above. We fix our eyes on Jesus because we have unveiled faces, because we are the sweet smell of life. 2 Corinthians 4, 7, we have this treasure. This treasure is this God that we are talking about, this God who is over all the earth, this treasure. We have this treasure from God, this new covenant that that allows the Holy Spirit to be in us, for the glory of the Lord to be in us, for a, a way to be made for us to just be in the presence of God Almighty. When we're in the presence of God, we're changed. When we're in the presence of God, our souls are filled up, we're made right. When we're in the presence of God, we find peace that this cluttered world cannot offer. We find what our brain needs. We find what our soul needs. We find peace that can't be found in any video game or Facebook post or a book that we read. We find peace that's beyond us. It's supernatural. It's beyond our limitations. That's how we know it's God and not us. It's beyond us. But we are only like clay jars that hold this treasure. This shows that the great power is from God, not from us. We have trouble all around us, but we're not defeated. We don't know what to do, but we don't give up. The Bible says uh, we are persecuted but God doesn't leave us. He says, we're not crushed. We're not in despair. We're not destroyed. We're not abandoned. And it says it again. We do not give up. We don't lose heart. God in us may be veiled to the people who are perishing. But as soon as they accept Christ, the light of the gospel begins to display the glory of Christ. And what's stirred up in people's souls changes their very trajectory. It changes their very eternal destiny. And then they are also filled with this light. And then they also have this ministry of reconciliation, of bringing people to the knowledge of who this God is. Who this God is. We started in 2 Corinthians 3, 12. It says, we have this hope, so we are very brave. Very brave. We have such glory inside of us. Such glory that we can't even begin to comprehend. Do you realize the God that you serve? Do you realize the God that's in you? We are all distracted. 
And we're all self-justifying ourselves in our cluttered lives. Did you hear that? We're all distracted. And we're all justifying our cluttered lives. And Jesus' call to us is just come and sit with me. Just come and be with me. Just to be with Jesus. Just to sit at his feet. You see, Moses spent all that time on the mountain and he came down with a glowing face. And you too, friend, if you sit at the feet of Jesus, if you find a quiet place to be alone with God and you say, God, I'm here to meet with you and you keep that appointment and you go and you sit with Jesus, then you too, your face will glow. Maybe not in a literal sense, but your soul will change in the presence of God. Spend time uncluttered. Spend time undistracted and sit in the presence of God. Get rid of all your other things. Set your mind on things above. Fix your eyes. Set your heart. God, speak to me in this moment, I pray. Spend your time in God's presence. Spend yourself. Spend yourself in God's presence. Because he's going to fix things in you that you didn't know were broken. Remember, he's the God of every nation. He's the God of all time periods. He's the God whose education is beyond the the brightest person in America. God's education is way beyond that. The the brightest minds who have discovered space, God already discovered space. He, He created it. That's the God that says, I am Emmanuel, God with you. I will sit with you and spend time with you. And the Bible says he'll show us great and mighty things that we do not know. The things that God reveals to me, I do not know. That's what's so supernatural about it. When God speaks into my life and says, go here and do this, I can say, yes, Lord, it's your voice calling me. When God says, I want to heal what's broken in in your emotions, God does it in such a a gentle, and for lack of a, a different word, a godly way. He transforms my life. And when I've sat in the presence of God, I go out from that place and I glow. Moses uh, talks about how he didn't want people to see when the glory of God left him. 2 Corinthians 3, uh, 13, the second half of that says, the glory was disappearing and Moses did not want them to see it end. Many Christians have seen the glory of God end in their lives. And they're on episode 8 of their next Netflix show. And they're on uh, level 45 on some Candy Crush game. And they've gotten distracted. And the glory of God is available. The God of the universe is available. And we're choosing the wrong thing. It's time to become undistracted. It's it's time to become uh, laser focused in what matters. And what matters is eternity. And this life is but a hundred years if we're lucky. What matters is eternity. What matters is the presence of Jesus. What matters is the people around us to know God. And many of us as Christians have not sat in the presence of God long enough to smell like life, to look like light. We're dim lights We have a little different smell, but you can't tell the difference. And God is saying, come close to me. 
and you'll be brave. Come close to me and you'll see the glory of God. Come close to me and people's lives will be changed and affected because you're you're walking into a room, not because you're anything more than a jar of clay, not because you're anything more than a vessel, but because you've allowed the Holy Spirit to transform you enough that people see God in you. Do people see God in you? There's a story in the Bible where uh, the apostles are somewhere and they, they, uh, there's a demon that says, I know these people, but I've never heard of you. I know of Peter and Paul, but I've never heard of you. Do the demons know your name and shudder? Are they afraid of you? Have you spent time with Jesus? There's a book that I've been pouring over, and it's um, if you get my uh, weekly emails, it's at the bottom of the email. It's called This Gospel, a Collection of Mission Sermons, and it's by Dick Brogdon. And on page 151, I want you to hear this. Nothing strikes fear into the heart of that old serpent like the spirit of one completely surrendered to Jesus. For a surrendered spirit doesn't have to know why. A surrendered spirit doesn't have to be known. A surrendered spirit doesn't have to be able. A surrendered spirit doesn't have to be the center. A surrendered spirit doesn't have to succeed, yet a surrendered spirit can be trusted with power from on high. For a surrendered spirit is unlimited and unstoppable. That's from this gospel by Dick Brogdon. The only way we can have a a surrendered spirit, the only way that we can glow from the glory of God, the only way that we can be light in the darkness, that we could be a sweet smelling aroma is if we spend time in the presence of God. Alone, just you and God. Alone, just you and God. He wants to talk to you. He wants to work on your mind. He wants to work on your emotions and your life and your issues and your problems. And he wants to turn your attention, fix your eyes on him, on eternity, on peace, and on joy. That's the first step to everything. The first step to absolutely everything in life is spending time in the presence of God. After we've spent time in the presence of God, he begins to move us to do things and to be his hands and his feet, but we have to do the first thing first and that's spend time in the presence of of Jesus. For many of us, that seems incredibly boring. Wait till you get to know him. It's the biggest adventure of your life. It's knowing that there is a God who's with you who will never leave you and never forsake you. He's with you every moment of every day. You're never, ever, 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 ever alone. He's there. He's enough. He's more than enough. He fills every void. He changes every heartache. He walks you through your life. In Psalm 23, it says, He leads us by still waters. He leads us by still waters. Those are those times where he just wants to speak with you. If you're by still waters, you're not in a rush. You're not cluttered. You're not empty. You're sitting in the presence of God. He leads me by still waters. Are you ignoring the still waters that he's leading you by? telling you anxiety can be gone in the presence of Jesus. Our burdens can be gone in the presence of Jesus. We're all carrying around way too much stuff that we shouldn't be carrying around. 
We carry around the weight of the world on our shoulders, and it belongs to Jesus. And he's been handling it since the beginning of time, and he wants to handle your stuff too. We have this hope, so we are very brave. We don't give up. We don't lose heart. In the presence of Jesus, in the presence of Jesus, in the presence of Jesus. The beginning of this podcast, I I mentioned how incredibly safe we are in this world. When we live in America compared to other places, we are very, very safe. And there's a story from Amy Carmichael in her younger years. Her mom took her to a tea shop and they were sitting there uh, drinking their tea. And Amy noticed a little girl who came right up to the window of the tea shop and, and pressed her face in, just wanting to see what was inside and see the warmth of what was inside. And Amy looked over at her and Amy herself was just a young girl looks over at this girl and and in her heart she said I want to grow up to be able to help girls like this girls that can't come into a t-shirt tea shop and her and her mom left and they saw the girl outside and she wasn't wearing shoes and she wasn't wearing proper clothes and she was dirty and um Amy just her heart changed and she said I want to help people like that and she goes on in her ministry in her life to begin to help the people uh, the girls that are working in in factories at the in the place where she lives and the story of, of her life is just amazing she ends up in the end of her life going to China and being a missionary in China but first she begins to disciple and to train women uh, in her 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 town to the place where she built her own mission, her own place. Uh, people funded this big building because she outgrew the church that she was at. She outgrew uh, the, the meeting hall that she was at, and they ended up building her a building so she could preach to all these women. And it's amazing what God will do with a surrendered heart. And even as a young girl, just that noticing of that other girl who didn't have as much as she had, who was in a place where she was in need. Amy Carmichael, she started where she started, right where she was at. And God will use you to start right where you're at, to sit right where you're at and to make a difference. And our eyes and our hearts have to be opened by spending time in the presence of Jesus. And then we are made brave in his presence and we are filled with his glory when we sit in his presence and we're able to do far more than we could ever hope or imagine for the kingdom and the glory of of God. We have a treasure. We are a jar of clay, but there is a treasure inside of us that is so deep and so big. It's beyond what we could even comprehend. And it lives inside of us. And so my hope for you is that you will find your still water today. You will find your place today to go and sit with Jesus, to sit in his presence. And that will spur you on to do great things to bring glory to God, to make Jesus famous so that more and more and more people's face could be unveiled to the glory of God so that that veil will be torn off of people who don't believe that there will be a whole crowd of people that will end up in heaven because of your obedience to sit with Emmanuel, because of your obedience to sit with God the Father, because of your obedience to find hope and to get healing for yourself, because of your uh, obedience to be repentant in the presence of God, that we could be washed clean, made whiter than snow, so that when we go out, we are an aroma to the world, that people's lives for eternity can be affected because of our time spent with Jesus. I pray that you would be filled with the glory of God, that people People may come to know him. I pray that even the demons would shudder in your presence because you've been with Jesus. I went to Utica Public Library yesterday and it was filled with I, was, I wasn't really aware of what, who was going to be there, but uh, when I got there, there were a lot of homeless people. 
because it's so cold outside. Uh, there were a lot of people with all their bags and backpacks and stuff just sitting inside the library. And I sat down at a table and I spent a few hours there. Uh, I was praying and, and studying and reading the Bible. And there was a woman sitting across the way from me and she had a knit hat on. She looked pretty normal. She was an older lady and she was reading a newspaper. And as I'm reading and I'm studying, I pull my Bible out to reference something, and soon after I pulled my Bible out, this woman began to laugh, but it wasn't a joyful laugh. It was a cackling laugh. It was a demonic laugh, and she starts laughing, and then she goes back to reading, and everyone kind of looked at her for a little while, but she went right back to her reading, and then she started to talk about snakes. She said, there's a serpent. She said, there's a serpent, and then she starts laughing, and she's talking about snakes. And she goes back to reading and everything's calm. And I knew exactly what was going on. So I began to pray as I'm sitting there with my Bible and I'm praying. And I said, God, I pray that, that the, the devil doesn't distract me from what you have for me. God, I want to focus on you. I'm not afraid of the devil because I'm brave in your presence. I'm brave because I know who's inside of me. And the woman put down her newspaper again. She starts to laugh and she looks right at me and she says, we're not done with you yet. And then she starts laughing this cackly laugh again. It was totally bizarre, and it was a, definitely a demonic thing, and um, I didn't even flinch. I just kept with what I was doing, and I kept saying to the Lord, God, I am safe within your presence, and God, I know that you have uh, this time for me set aside for us to meet and to be together, and the lady uh, got up, and she left. She walks b- back in and back by my table and starts cackling again, but that was it. But it was this, this realization that there is evil and there is good. And we can either be 100% on God's side or we're on no good side at all. We have to be 100% on the side of Jesus. We have to be in the presence of Jesus. And when we are, we are brave. And when we are, there's nothing that can come against us. And this verse in 2 Corinthians that's, that's quoted and quoted and quoted, it is true. It says, we are persecuted, but God doesn't leave us. We are hurt sometimes, but we are not destroyed. We carry the death of Jesus in our bodies so that the life of Jesus can also be seen in our bodies. We are alive, but for Jesus, we are always in the danger of death. This is so that the life of Jesus can be seen in our bodies that die. So death is working in us, but life is working in you. It is written in the scriptures, I believe, so I spoke. Our faith is like this too. We believe and so we speak. God raised the Lord Jesus from the death from death, and we know that God will also raise us with Jesus. God will bring us together with you, and we will stand before that before Him. All these things are for you, and so the grace of God is being given to more and more people. This will bring more and more thanks and glory to God. So we don't give up. We don't lose heart. Our physical body is becoming older and weaker, but our spirit inside us is made new every day. We have small troubles for a while now, but they are helping us gain an eternal glory. That glory is so much greater than the troubles. So we set our eyes not on what we see, but what we cannot see. What will what we see will only last for a short time, but what we can't see will last forever. We know that our body, the tent we live in here on earth, will be destroyed. But when that happens, God will have a house for us to live in. It will not be a house made by men. It will be a home in heaven that will last forever. You see, friends, there's a time where we have to completely surrender our very lives to Jesus and say, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. I surrender to a God who is higher than me, who is smarter than me, who is beyond time. I surrender to that God my entire life, everything that I am. I'm no longer attached to this world, but I live for eternity. 
Would you spend time with him today? Would you come and sit with Jesus? Because you come and sit with Jesus and he knows who you are. You're you're a jar of clay. You're little, but with him, you're big. With him, you're everything. When you've spent time in the presence of Jesus, even the demons will shudder and you don't have to be afraid. You won't be afraid because the God that's in you is stronger than every force of this earth. And what God revealed to me in the Utica Public Library was he is stronger. I wasn't afraid because the God that was in me is so much more mighty than the God that was in that woman or the demon that was in that woman. God is greater. God wants to be greater in your life over every trouble, every principality, every darkness. He wants to make you a light in the darkness. He wants to make you an aroma in this world. He wants to use you to bring people into the knowledge of who he is. Will you come and sit with him today? Will you come and sit with him today? Let's pray. God, I thank you for who you are. God, I thank you for revealing yourself to us in part. And God, I pray that we would continually pursue our relationship with you day after day after day. God, I pray that your voice would be so loud in our ears that we would listen and obey, that we would hear you, God. I pray, Lord, for each person listening, lead us by still waters. Help us to wake up and realize that you're leading us. Help us to wake up and listen to your voice. God, I pray that we wouldn't be dim lights, but we would shine brightly. That we wouldn't be afraid, but we would be brave because we know the one that lives in us is greater than any person, is greater than any demon or principality. The one that lives in me is great. God, thank you for who you are. Thank you for sending your son that we could have access to you. Thank you, God, that we don't wait for a priest like Moses to go on a mountain, but we can go on the mountaintop ourselves. Thank you for revealing yourself to us. God, I pray that again and again, we would find ourselves in your presence. Thank you for being Emmanuel. Thank you for being God with us. Move in our lives mightily, God. Help us to be like a a light on a hill that can't be hidden. Jesus, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.